At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good to have you on board here. Follow the money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with uh, Jonathan Von Tobel in for Paulie today. In five minutes, Brett McMurphy is going to join the program from Stadium Sports. I'll ask him how big of a favorite is it right now for Texas and Oklahoma to join the SEC by next year. Uh, JVT, the men's gold in basketball is going to be intriguing this year. USA now down to minus $2 at some spots. Yep. Um, how good, first of all, do you think this uh, Slovenia team is with Luka Doncic? I bet them at 18-1 to 1 in a flyer yesterday to win gold. They're down at some spots to plus 850. Um, DraftKings offers a winner without the USA. They're plus 350. To win a medal, they're plus 140. What do you think is like the ultimate ceiling for Luka's squad? So I, Well, I think with a favorable draw on the knockout stage, it's definitely a gold medal game. right? It depends on who they get. For those, for those who don't know, remember the format, it's top two teams out of the groups, and then the top two third-place teams, and then it is redrawn from there in terms of the brackets. You can't take on a team from your group in the first round, mm-hmm. so they'll have two different groups from which they draw to make the matchups. But if you get a favorable draw and Luka continues to play that level, I think absolutely. And it's not just him. Toby's a pretty good player for the college basketball fans. Remember him playing, right, for Virginia. Uh, you have guys like Blazic who are on that team or dynamic scorer. They're surrounded by shooters. Like My worry with Slovenia has always kind of, just kind of been, and he's perfectly capable of doing it, but one, Argentina's really not that good. So it's great to put up those numbers. I go back to the Lithuania game in their qualifying tournament, Mitch, where he had to play, he had to play 33 minutes. He had to drop a triple-double on 56% shooting. He's in, again, he's capable of it. He needs to do that, though, for every single game against quality competition. Like a big litmus test is going to be when they take on Spain, right? Japan won't be that big of a stretch for them. When they take on Spain in their last group game, you'll get an idea of, I think, where this team stands. Yeah, you're seeing it right now. Okay, so they're plus 850 at DraftKings. Should they be ahead of Spain and France? I think they should be ahead of Spain. I don't know about France. Uh-huh. So, because one, so the Spanish, they're just old. Right, like yeah, I like they the, they yeah. it's my favorite thing is I always keep bringing it up. It's the same group that was in the 2008 gold medal game. Right, it's 2021. That's like that's insane. And so, and you have the, you have some youngsters on that team, but for the most part, the main core is a bunch of old guys that are over 30. I think the French. It's one of the things I wrote about. They have the potential to be the best defensive team in this tournament. They are made for FIBA basketball. They have Evan Fournier, Frank Nilakina, Timothy Luwawakabra, Rudy Gobert planted in the paint. Yeah. They're they're made for this style of basketball. Batum as well. 
So I think there's an argument that them and France should be on the same level. I think they should be ahead of Spain. So, uh, like, the French I'm pretty intrigued by because I don't know if they're going to be good offensively, but you saw how good they can be defensively. And I'm saying this as, again, a guy who has them at 18-1 to to win gold now. I mean, just in terms of overall television and how good it would be for, like, NBC, don't you kind of want to see Luca? I know you have Australia, but for the sake of your ticket, wouldn't you want to see Luca take on Team USA for the gold? Sure. Or I would uh, Australia, Luca. All right, Slovenia. Okay. Give me that one. Give me so, that. One. So then it's yeah. you, you were pitted against each other at that <laughs> right, point. Right. Yeah. But no, you're right. Like that would be, especially when it's a tournament where people just can't find it. Right. You don't think that they would like Luca versus Team USA? Oh my God. Uh, um, what's your biggest complaint so far for the Olympics? So this, it's not about finding them. It's about a time schedule. I just can't find a time schedule that is converted to my time. I don't want to convert. <laughs> I don't want to convert local Tokyo time or Greenwich Mean Time plus eight, whatever that means. No, minus thirty. Yeah, right, I like, don't. no, just just give me the time, bro. Like that's all I need. Yes, I know. It's it's a little tricky. It yep. is when they go over in other spots like this. It's a little tri- uh, tricky. Brett McMurphy, college football next. How big of a favorite is Oklahoma and Texas to join the SEC next year? This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The National League West showdown coming up today at Oracle Park as the Giants host the LA Dodgers. The Giants, a plus 112 underdog with Logan Webb on the mound, 4 and 3 with a 3.54 ERA. Julio Urias for the Dodgers, a $1.22 favorite. Urias 12 and 3 with a 3.63 earn run average this season, 8 under the total. The Washington football team has signed defensive tackle Jonathan Allen to a four-year, $72 million deal that includes a $30 million signing bonus. It's 16 sacks in two seasons with the football team, who are 50-1 to to win the Super Bowl. Football season is almost here. Our experts profile every college and pro team with advanced stats, power ratings, plus the best bets for win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide only $20 and discounts available when you buy both the guide and subscribe to vSIN. Go to vSIN.com slash subscribe. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vSIN odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. Time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. Welcome into the program. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Jonathan Von Tobel in for Polly Howard today as we are live in downtown Las Vegas at Circus Sportsbook inside the resort and casino. We'll start off this hour talking some college football with Brett McMurphy from Stadium Sports. Brett, as always, good to have you on the program. How are you today? Hey, great to talk to you guys again. Doing good. Yep. At this stage of the game, and knowing what you know right now, I'll ask you um, how big of a favorite or how would you describe Oklahoma and Texas' chances of being in the SEC by the start of next year in 2022? Would you would you call that a huge favorite already? Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I guess, what, minus 300 is about a 75% chance. I'd say it's, I'd say it's minus 300. I, I would probably say it's even higher than that. Uh, even though their deals are through uh, the 2024 season, the only unknown is is the Big 12. I mean, they technically don't have to reach a settlement to let these guys out early. That's what every other school has done in the recent wave of realignment that, that we've seen in the past dozen years. So, you know, kind of, uh, if you guys are Seinfeld fans, uh, you'll, you'll recognize this, if not, bear with me. But Seinfeld returns the jacket, and they ask him why, and he goes for spite. Well, the Big 12 could just tell OU in Texas, we're going to make you stay in this league for four more years just for spite, even though we're turning down all this money. So I think that's the only way that keeps them in. Obviously, once they officially apply to the SEC and then get it voted into the SEC, which could happen as early as this week, um, then the, I think the lawyers will get involved and they'll try to reach a settlement. So I, I would I would think there's a very, very good chance they'll join unless the Big 12 just decides dig in their heels and say, screw it, mm. we're going to make you stick around for four more years, which will make for very awkward four years for everyone involved. Uh, four years of uh, two right. lame duck teams, yeah, I, I would say that that would be quite awkward. Yeah. So, Brett, it's, it's three, right, of the 14 SEC teams that would have to block Texas and Oklahoma from joining the SEC? Yeah, but Mitch, it's not. It's going to be 14-0. I mean, Texas A&M, you know, came out publicly, and yep. I was in Birmingham. 
last year for SC, last week for SEC Media Days and talked to their athletic director. He said they're against it. They've backed off that stance. They said they want to do what's best for the SEC. In other words, the commissioner gave a call to the president and said, hey, look, we're in this for the long term. Um, this is a huge deal for the conference. This, this sets the SEC apart, sets them up financially for, for the next 50 years. I mean, they're, they're set. So, yeah, when the vote occurs, it'll be a 14-0 majority. So there's no way this thing gets blocked. So, Brett, so if we have this, if they go over in 2022, what does this look like from a football perspective, divisions, pods? Like, what are we looking at from an SEC perspective in terms of scheduling and how this works out from a football perspective? Yeah, JVT, that's going to be the most fascinating thing. And, and I've talked to some people, uh, you know, tied into the SEC, and they said, look, we don't have – people think we've already got these schedules made out with OU and Texas. They're like, look, we haven't even done our <laughs> – we haven't even done next year's schedule for for our um, existing membership. That's something that the athletic directors will look at and try to figure out. But what you mentioned are obviously the two most likely scenarios. Do you just keep it into two eight-team divisions? If so, with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma to the west, um, there's talk that you would then move Alabama and Auburn to the east. Um, sorry, Florida. About, <laughs> sorry, Vanderbilt. Uh, or you could go the four pod way and you kind of split them up geography wise uh, where you have four different pods. Um, you know, I don't, I mean, either one's going to be fine. I think the key for the SEC, and I think they realize this, and I think they'll do this is no matter how the divisions or the pods are set up, just make sure that you rotate everybody through, through each, everybody's schedule. So the, to the players, to the fans, we have an opportunity to see every league member at least once every four years. And you can do that. But if you get locked in where you have two or three, you know, annual rival, rivalry games within the conference, then it kind of limits the number of times you can, you can roll through the schedule. So, um, I, you know, I don't know. I think they'll be creative with it. I think with the 12-team playoff coming on board in a few years, um, I think they realize that it, it makes sense to probably have the two best teams in the league play for the uh, <clears throat> conference championship. That way the winner is guaranteed a spot in the playoff and probably the loser is guaranteed one too. Where if you do the divisions, uh, sometimes you have a team in a, in a weaker division, maybe pull off an upset in the, in the conference championship game. And, you know, the way the new format is, that would not guarantee the conference champion uh, a bid to the playoff if, if, say, they're only ranked 20 or, or 22 in the in the final poll. So um, that's something to figure out, but I'm sure they'll, they'll set up the schedule so they'll get to see everybody, um, you know, at least once every four years. So you've mentioned the one thing that fascinates me the most, Brett. So it, we know that the 12-team playoff is, is on the horizon, but it, let's say they go in 2022 to the SEC. Does having Texas and Oklahoma and this schedule and so much competition, if we have this four-team college football playoff for like one or two more years, whatever it is, does that help or hurt the SEC standing in just a four-team college football playoff with the competition now ratcheted up and only four spots at the table for the time being? Um, well, yeah, we, so I think minimum number of years we have left for the four-team playoff is two years, so mm -hmm. this year and then next year. So, yeah, if OU and Texas are on board in 2022, um, you know, I mean, I think it's kind of like it's kind of like how it is now, you know, um, Alabama's in it every year. And then if Georgia's up there in the top four, they've got a shot. Does Oklahoma and Texas automatically mean that the SEC is going to get, you know, three teams in a four-team playoff? I don't think so because they're going to have to play each other. They're going to beat each other up. Um, you know, I, do they still have a chance to get two in? Sure. They get a chance to get two in this year too, but, I don't think automatically, oh, they're adding Oklahoma, Texas, they're going to get three in. I don't think that's the case. But I do think going forward with the 12-team format, you know, there will be some years they, they'll get four teams mm -hmm. in the 12-team playoff. But then if you look back at the past seven years of the 14 format, if we would have had a 12-team format in place, um, I looked it up, and the SEC actually would have got four teams in three years. And surprisingly, the Big Ten actually would have had four teams in three years also. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, I don't think it will really impact the four-team playoff just because they're going to beat up on each other, and you're still going to have, you know, Ohio State presumably from the Big Ten. You're going to have, um, you know, probably Clemson from the ACC. 
obviously the Big Ten champ is, you know, would not be guaranteed a spot kind of like Oklahoma Oklahoma is now. So maybe that does open up another spot. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Brett McMurphy does a great job covering college football for Stadium Sports. He's our guest right now, uh, Mitch Moss, along with Jonathan Von Tobel. So I actually, last night I was thinking about this, Brett, and I thought it would actually be really cool if somehow Oklahoma and Texas would not be in the same pod. And then that way it would be like Oklahoma would be in with Alabama or they'd be in, in with LSU and Texas A&M and Texas would be in maybe with a Georgia or a Florida every single year. But they would keep that rivalry every single season on the schedule. And that way, potentially, Oklahoma and Texas could maybe meet in the SEC championship game, but I'm guessing there's no chance of that happening. Mitch, that, that could be a possibility. I mean, that's what the ACC did with Miami and Florida State, um, you know, when they joined. But, you know, remember when Miami and Florida State joined the ACC, everybody said, wow, this is great for the ACC. Now these these two juggernauts from the 1980s and yes. the 1990s <laughs> at the ACC, and we're still waiting for those guys to actually win an ACC championship. So, uh, look, anything's on the table. I don't think it really matters what pods you're in, what divisions you're in. You're in it just matters as long as you're going to play those guys. So, yeah, you could, you could put Texas and Oklahoma in two different pods or two different divisions, and as long as they play every year, I don't think there's any issue with that. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I, do, I do think, obviously, that they'd be smart to to do different divisions or pods or whatever with the other non-football sports. But with football, I think, I think they'll try to be creative, like you're suggesting, um, because, again, the, the whole reason they're doing this is for money, uh-huh. and the reason they're doing it for money is because of the TV matchups. So certainly they're going to take advantage of that and have, them have the best matchups they can every year. Well, Brett, they're obviously going to have a complete stranglehold, for the most part, around college football now, If you know, and when they add... Texas and Oklahoma, I mean, I think we need to come up with a different name other than the SEC. It's got to be, I think AAA is actually insulting uh, to the conference. I mean, it might be have to be like NFL liked or NFL on Saturdays, whatever it would be. But, I mean, I just this conference is going to, it already dominates. I mean, forget about it now when you're adding these two teams. Uh, can we add a Southeast division to the NFC? I mean, yes. that's, that's basically it. <laughs> I think that's pretty, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and, and you're dead on, and that's why, um, you know, because of how strong that league's going to be, you know, you wonder, you know, will the Big Ten feel the need that they need to get to 16? What does the ACC do? The Pac-12, they're kind of prohibited by geography. Um, but do they feel they need to get to 16? I mean, this is going to have domino effects that will impact college athletics, and I think in the coming, um, you know, months and maybe years, uh, we we won't fully see the the full uh, impact of this, but yeah, I think we got to see what happens with the other leagues. They're going to react and try to get the 16 to try to stay up with uh, the SEC. Right. That, so that leads me to my next question, which is, is it hyperbolic of me to sit here and think like the big 12 is kind of done as a power conference. If this happens, when this happens, right? I mean, I just, I don't see a school or programs that they are adding. Like I think Memphis and Houston, any of those American programs, right. Are really quality programs. But adding them, does that maintain the status of a power conference? If I'm Iowa State, if I'm Kansas, I'm calling the Big Ten and trying to get out of the Big 12. Am I not? That seems like a sinking ship. Yeah, you're right. But then I think whether the Big 12 survives or not has nothing to do with the Big 12. And you nailed it. It has everything to do with the Big Ten, the ACC, Pac-12, etc. If the Big Ten comes calling and you know wants to add Kansas and Iowa State, yeah, I know how bad Kansas is in football, but both schools are AAU members. That's that's a prestigious academic standing, and, and that's what all Big Ten member schools are. Um, then, yeah, they're going to leave. If the ACC decides, you know what, we've got Notre Dame, hopefully somewhere down the road, we need a, another member, and they look at West Virginia, certainly they're going to go. Does the Pac-12, do they feel like, well, we want to get a foothold in Texas? Let's add the remaining Texas schools and maybe Oklahoma State to get to the 16. Then they're going to go. Um, I think if any of those conferences add teams from the Big 12, then the Big 12 implodes because then everybody's going to splinter and try to do what they can. However, if none of those other conferences decide that they want to add these other teams, because quite frankly they won't add more value per team, then the Big 12 will survive. Maybe they go back to the retro Big 8 logo and just call themselves the Big 8 
Or, like you said, then they, maybe they go find the most desirable group of five schools, whether that's two schools, four schools, whatever. And, you know, obviously their TV consultants will make a big determination in that. And they'll go, look, they'll go directly to the networks. They'll go to ESPN. They'll go to Fox and say, okay, if we redo a conference and we had Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, Boise, BYU, whatever, pick whatever schools you want, how will that change the value of our TV deal? And based on what the TV people tell them, that will probably determine if they stay at eight, if, if they don't get picked off, or they decide to expand by two, four, six teams. Is it possible the SEC would want to get even more teams involved if they want to go full Wall Street here? Greed is good. <laughs> Could they make a run at Clemson? Could they make it other team a run at other teams? Um, they probably could, but they but I don't think they will for a couple reasons. One, the most attractive teams to them would be Notre Dame, who's tied into the ACC uh, through 2036. If they join a conference before 2036, they have to join the ACC. Clemson also has a meteorites deal with the ACC through 2036. They can't get Ohio State or Michigan out of the Big Ten because they'll make as much money in the Big Ten that mm-hmm. schools will in the SEC. And I don't think they're going to go, you know, try to poach USC or anybody in the Pac-12. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to go that far out. Um, so basically, I think they're set at 16. And also, when you take those, you know, two or three schools away that we just talked about, I don't think there's anybody else out there that would add, provide more value per school. Um, I think basically that Texas and Oklahoma and the SEC came to the same conclusion, kind of what I've been thinking, and I know others have, you know, I thought it like five or 10 years ago, and then I kind of changed my mind, but obviously they didn't, is that at some point we're going to get to these 16-team super conferences. And the SEC, OU, and Texas decided, do we want to be the first to get the 16 because then we have the best picks, or do we want to wait and be the last conference to get the 16 and then, you know, then the options aren't as great. And so I think, I think Mitch right now, they stay at 16. But, hey, 10, 15 years from now, they, they may be at 24. Who knows? But at least for the foreseeable future, I, I think they'll sit on 16. Yeah, well said. We're up against it, Brett. We have like a minute left. You're not supposed to hit on, you're, you're not supposed to hit on 16. I, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, by the way, well, uh, do you have a best bet that you like in college football that you already made? Um, it's kind of obscure. Um, I'm riding the coattails of a buddy of mine and I've got Western Kentucky to win conference USA. They've got a totally new offensive coordinator. The guy, they were at Houston Baptist last year, which I'm sure nobody heard of. Um, but they brought in the offensive coordinator, the quarterback, the, the receivers, and you know, it's 14 to one to win, win conference USA. Um, other than that, uh, until somebody knocks off Alabama, I don't know. It doesn't. It provides absolutely no value. But I'm going to stick with the Crimson Tide. Hey, look, I'll take a 14 to one if it yep. catches uh, every day of the week. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. <laughs> he is at Brett underscore McMurphy. Great stuff, Brett. Love talking to you. Thanks so much for the Thanks, time Brett. today. We appreciate it. You got it. Anytime. Yep. There you go. Hey, okay. wouldn't that be a sneaky yep. little uh, throw in there at the very end? Oh, by the way, 14 to one mm-hmm. on Western Kentucky. I'll be shopping around during the break. Even I can find on Western Kentucky. Look, we had some uh, rather significant news in the Olympics earlier this morning. It doesn't appear to be good. Uh, it's the biggest name in the Olympics. You can probably guess who. An update on the injury or the status of that individual coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. 
This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. your football season on the right foot because the VSIN college football betting guide is here. You get expert analysis, picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. I got to contribute to this bad boy road up the Mountain West. NFL guide coming soon. I have the AFC North, the AFC East too, but a lot of good information, both of these guides. It is a great time to get your all-access VSIN subscription, including this and the pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Your college betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free trial. All access at vcid.com slash subscribe. You wrote up some stuff for the uh, guides, correct? Mountain West, AFC North, and AFC East are underway in terms of write-ups for the pro football guide. What did you find out when you were uh, researching the Mountain West Conference? I, I, I like New Mexico a lot. Yeah. Like for for those who don't know the the Lobos, when in terms of what they had to do last year, oh yeah, didn't have any home games. We're practicing and you know all these things, weightlifting out of hotel ballrooms out here in Las Vegas, playing at Sam Boyd, and yet covered fifty seven percent of their games. Mitch won the last two, showed improvements as it went along. Terry Wilson's there now as a transfer quarterback. Like there's a lot to like, I think, about New Mexico. Schedule's pretty favorable. So one of the win total best bets uh, was over on the win total for New Mexico. That that would be at the top of my list in terms of teams that I really like coming into this year for the Mountain West. New mm-hmm. Mexico, right there. Okay, very good. An update on the Simone Biles situation. Again, about 55 minutes ago, Dan Wetzel is covering the Olympics. He's awesome uh, for Yahoo Sports. He tweeted out, then Simone was leaving the arena with a trainer after her vault. She was then pulled from the uneven bars. NBC was reporting that she was out for the rest of team competition. 
Um, NBC then reported it was a mental issue, not a physical one. Um, then 19 minutes ago, Dan Wetzel said USA Gymnastics now saying Biles is dealing with a medical issue. Mm -hmm. She was sitting with her teammates and cheering them on. Wetzel pointed out actually standing and jumping on and cheering them on. Very vocal. Uh, Tokyo 2020 Twitter handle tweeted out that Biles returned to the arena with her foot strapped heavily and Jordan Childs will perform next on the uneven bars. This goes back an hour or so. Uh, and then they tweeted out that it has been confirmed Simone Biles has withdrawn from tonight's women's artistic gymnastics team final. Yep. So you have to, I mean, this all of a sudden now, right, in terms of uh, overall medal count mm -hmm. for USA, how many golds were they, were, you know, we going to win? How many overall medals, you know, were the U.S. going to take down, right? Damn right. This... This could affect a lot of that stuff that people were betting on before the Olympics started. Yep, and and, he, and that's the that's the issue with something like this too, right? Because it's been it's mental, it's physical, it's mental, it's physical, right? The the mental aspect of it is well, maybe she can can then compete, right? Because it's been pretty clear it's today that is officially she is out. Yes, whether or not the competition is the rest of the way she's not going to participate in remains to be seen. If it's a me, if it's a medical like injury issue, then that is worrisome for going forward. If it's mental, it makes you think that maybe whatever happened in this competition against a team that they have had some trouble with, if you move forward, that she can come out of this and continue to compete. But an ankle injury or foot injury that is also being speculated on, that's going to be a problem as you move forward. I think you need your feet for gymnastics. Uh, this is a um, good observation from uh, Joe Pomplino on Twitter. Not sure if I'm seeing his last name right or not, but he points out that Simone Biles on Instagram yesterday, quote, when she said, I truly do do feel like I have the weight of the world on my shoulder shoulders at times. She thinks she does. Well, at least the country, right? Uh-huh. When it comes to like when when you think about this from the American perspective, what is the one sure thing that you're thinking of in terms of winning gold? It would be Simone Biles in the well, gymnast. I mean, of course. Right. That's probably that was, that was an afterthought. It was like right. when you're when you're going through the competitions, you're like, okay, Simone, her gold, 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 right. gold, gold, whatever. And now like that's you, you, that's not the case at all. Well, imagine being like, imagine finishing as the second best person at your respective craft, being considered a failure in the world. Right? You finish second best in the world, and that's considered a failure for you. Well, how that's about got to be insane. How pressure. about this? If you're like, by the way, if you're what like the swimming, I forget about how much I love swimming during the Olympics. Yeah. And I had like eight bets last night. I'm still waiting for some of them to get greater, and I can't find results, so I have no idea what the hell happened. That's the tricky part to me. I can't find results from last night. Right. Anywhere. Can you, can you give me who won the 50-meter freestyle, please? Be good to know already. Um, but the, the look on the faces of the competitors, right? Mm -hmm. Who they turn around, they hit the wall, they look up, and they see they finished like one one-thousandth of a second behind the first-place gold winner, and they're like, I won silver. Right. I'm so dejected right now. Like, you're the second best in the world by this much, and it sucks. Like... <laughs> Imagine being the second best Olympian at any sport that Simone Biles is in. Mm -hmm. You're the second best in the world, and you're not even close right. to being as good as her. It's like, yeah, I'm going to finish second, but I have, like, I can't, I have not, I'm not really even her competition because she's so much better than everybody else. Yep. I can't imagine what that pressure was like for her to continue to do that, too. It seems easy from our perspective because she's so good at it, yep. but that's, it's insane, man. But it does suck, though. Like, you pour your guts into this, yeah. and you're that close to winning. And you finish with the silver or the bronze. Mm -hmm. I, you know. Imagine uh, winning a silver medal, but I don't want it. Yep. Screw it. Get out of here. Where's the garbage? Is it past time to hop on Team USA to win Golden Hoops? First Bet has a special offer for new customers. Get an instant $10 free upon sign up and then earn $10 for every $1,000 wager up to $1,000. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. And when you go to vcin.com slash horses, you'll also find a new feature. Daily Saratoga picks from veteran handicapper Ed Seahorn. Use the bonus code Vegas1000. That's vcin.com slash horses. Promo code is Vegas. 1,000. So at the top of this hour, JBT, we were uh, talking about Slovenia's chances, you know, to maybe, uh, I threw out gold. The, yeah, I, I took a flyer on them at 18 mm -hmm. to 1. 
you know, to maybe be, you can find, you know, at DraftKings, they have the winner without the USA. They have to medal anywhere, right? Uh, their exiting position, that kind of thing. All very good. Okay, so, you know, maybe, maybe Luke is good enough to, you know, carry this team to a long run. But on the flip side here, as we're, you know, talking about long shots, let's flip it and get to the team that is still the odds-on favorite with the USA. And now around that minus $2 mark as the favorite, Adam Hill and I said last week on the show that when they were minus $3 before they played France, we thought there was value. Then they lost to France. People are freaking out completely about this team. Oh, my God, it's all over with. They're not going to win this year. It's 2004 all over again. Well, if I thought there was value at minus $3, mm. I need to get that loss to France out of my head and go back to the well again and say, isn't there value at minus $2 or minus two twenty right now with USA? I believe so. So there's a couple of things. One, to get the lot the, like, to the point of getting the, the loss to the French out of your head, France is a really good team yeah, and has the potential to be the best defensive team in this tournament by far. Right. Mm-hmm. So th- this is a quality competition that they lost to. Hey, keep in mind as well, th- it helps to watch these games and not just look at the fact that they lost. Remember down the stretch, they had three wide open looks from oh, beyond yeah. the arc, yeah. right? And if you hit any one of those, specifically Drew Holiday, if he hits that, we're talking about a completely different situation. They go on an 18-5 to run at the beginning of the fourth quarter to look really good as well. The, the Americans have always been, to me, Mitch, a team that is going to get better as the tournament goes along. They're going to get more used to this. You've seen flashes of it. They ran out Spain in the second half of their friendly, had no trouble whatsoever with Argentina, right? Kept them in arms distance the whole time. So I think as this goes along, if you're talking about $2, uh, and that's out there, minus 200. It is. I would completely agree with playing something like that because you just got to finish second in your group with France winning that one. They'll probably finish first. You move on to the next round. You get a good draw in terms of the knockout stages. Remember, you only got to win two games, and you're in the gold medal game mm-hmm. in the knockout stage. right? It's six times, uh, six games this time around for a gold medal winner as opposed to eight in the last few years. So it's not that difficult to see a path for them to at least make it to a gold medal game. Well, hold on. Any chance they lose to the uh, Czech Republic and don't come out of the pool play? No, I would say I would say probably not. Yeah. What but, they- and, and keep in mind too. Remember, you still get if you're the third, if two the top two third place teams also make it on into the next round too. It's like there's really there's a lot of opportunities. If they lose to the Czech Republic, I think it's going to be that's when you can start freaking out. Should I not be overlooking Iran? <laughs> As a forty-one and a half point yeah. underdog, I think you can overlook Iran. By the but, way. Side, side note, uh, this is a good, good observation by uh, Cam Pomeroy. He pointed out approximately 96 possessions in the Argentina-Slovenia game over 40 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. The fastest D1 versus D1 college game last year was 89. Yeah. And he points out 24-second shot clock, please, which is another story. Um, but the fastest was 89 overall last year in college. And if you watch a college basketball game with 89 possessions and a 30-second shot clock, that is a blistering pace. Of course. They had 96. Yep. I watched the replay of that last night, most of the game. And, well, first of all, I mean, this Captain Obvious here, but Luca was just insane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the best defenders that team, not even Team USA, but some of the best defenders in the NBA have had, who are American, have had major problems guarding this guy right. in big time spots over the last couple of years. Right. So maybe he just goes on one of those games where if they do play USA, it's like he's hitting nine threes and get out of his way because you're not stopping him. And, and that's so that's perfectly like that's within the realm of possibility because he's so freaking good. And again, you know, it helps you. That my worry has been, you know, are you going to play 34, 35 minutes a game, average a triple double for six games if you're Luka Doncic? It's a really tough ask, especially Spain's in their group. You're going to yeah. draw in Australia or in America or Nigeria potentially, right? As you move on. So that if you can continue to do this, then hell yeah. Like, Luca and the Slovenians are definitely live. I just wonder what the ability is to keep up this kind of a pace if you're Luka Doncic. Because a bunch of the guys around him are solid, but they're off-ball guys. If he has an off night, then I don't know what happens if you're right. Slovenia. Like, who's going to step up and score 27 if Luka's not hitting everything from downtown? And he's not facilitating those, right? Yeah. And creating those looks. Yep. Why did you like Australia so much? Well, I think I like their roster. So their roster's great, right? It, and it was based on the number of getting 20 to 1. Well, and that was the other part. You know, William Hill was a little off on the market, 20 to 1, where everybody else had him in the range of 7 to 1. Mm. But their roster is legitimately good. When you look at Joe Ingles, Patty Mills, Matisse Thibel, Aaron Baines, Dante Exum, right? There's, there's a legitimate depth to this team. Oh, yeah. There are shooters across the board. They're very solid defensively. They're, again, a team that has played together for a little bit now in terms of competing, whether it's World Cups, things like that. And there's a lot of continuity there. So you put that all together with a group in which is, again, pretty favorable because in their group right now, if you look at Australia, what they have, they have Italy, Germany, and Nigeria. 
So they have a favorable group to move on, right? Finish perfectly fine within the top two. They're probably going to win that group more than more than likely. And then again, you get a draw where you can take on any one of the other teams. This Australian team is legitimate, and you've seen it. They blew out Nigeria without their starters. They played again the other day, took care of them in the second half as well. Uh, they're dangerous. I think they're the, the biggest threat to the Americans to yeah. win gold. Yeah. Uh, do you like the three-on-three? So I've watched a little bit of it. I do like, like, it's it's got a certain entertainment to it, for sure. Humans asked me yesterday on the air, what yeah. do you think Matt Humans thinks of uh, three and three basketball at the Olympics? Hates it. Liked it a lot. Really? Yep. And I'm glad he said it because uh, I've only watched a couple of games. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. There is no downtime. Yeah. Oh, it, that's cool. Like, it, like, you make the shot, the other team has it, bam, let's go check it. Here we go. Let's get a basket now. Yep. Come on. It's it's It flies. I can't, first of all, I'm actually a little sad that it hasn't been an Olympic sport for like my entire life. Right. I, if you sit down and watch, and here's here's the deal, like you know, tw- Twitter sucks 80% of the time. People are so negative. All I saw on Twitter was this before I watched any of the games on three and three basketball. Every, everybody's complaining about it. How is this a sport? What are we doing here? This stinks. Get it off my TV. You watch. I tune it on. I'm like, what am I missing? This is awesome. Like the first minute, I was like, bam, I'm hooked. Yep. Now I just need to find betting angles for three on three. It appears as if. You know, the women's side, Team USA, uh, with Katie Plum. Yep. Uh, she's very good, plays here in Las Vegas for the Aces. They are a legit force the way it looks. Mm-hmm. And they're sure. doing, I think they're, what, 6-0 oh so far? Yep, and I was going to say, they're a pretty big favorite as well, but yeah. Oh, no, it's, uh, I, I think it's actually, it's fun to watch. I haven't sat down and watched an entire game. Like, for me, it was like like rugby, right? These rugby seven games, these are awesome because they're just so quickly paced, yep. and you can knock out like three games in one sitting, whatever it is, but you're right. It's like, all right, or even on missed shots, rebounds, pull it out. All right, let's go. We're going yep. back. Like, it's yep. it's a legitimately fun game. What's the favorite thing that you've watched so far? Do you have a favorite? Fencing. Fencing's pretty good. Fencing's pretty cool. Yeah, that's quick. Yeah. You oh, can, yeah. Yeah, you can get nailed in a second. Uh, don't sleep on the mixed doubles table tennis. I gotta check that out. Oh my god! The, this, just because, and I've been an okay ping pong player, mm-hmm. but that level when oh, you're that good, the Forrest Gumpian levels of, yes, uh, just of to, table tennis. Yes, it's mesmerizing <laughs> how good they are. Um, we will discuss the latest Aaron Rodgers news up next. What was the decision behind Circus Sports leaving up Packers and NFC North numbers? We'll tell you what next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Two 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you are looking for a hot tip to bet on, Bet Rivers Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to the Bet Rivers app or BetRivers.com and find the game you want to bet on. Tap tips, and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports and some payouts. And only one time playthrough, Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. The offer is valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. It's also available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. You must be 21. By the way, Derek Stevens and Mike Palm coming up in studio in 15 minutes. They're going to be with us for an entire hour. Cool. Talk contest. We'll talk uh, the decision to leave up Packard numbers last weekend. And uh, yesterday before Rodgers and this news broke by Adam Schefter, they had alternate win totals up. They had numbers on the NFC North. Uh, a lot of other books, as you know by now, they pulled down the numbers. They were told by a source that Rodgers was going to retire. And by all indications, and in what Adam Schefter said yesterday, like this had a pretty quick reversal mm-hmm. because Aaron Rodgers was not going to report to Camp JVT. And there was a good chance, just like listening to how Schefter was like, Picking his words yesterday, there was a good chance, I think, that Rodgers was going to call it quits or not play for Green Bay this year, right? Mm -hmm. But Green Bay, the team finally came to their senses, I would argue, a tad too late, gentlemen. But they have now agreed to some concessions to Aaron Rodgers, and uh, now the numbers have completely swung back. Because with Rodgers, clearly they're the favorites to win that division. Well, they're minus 120, up from, you know, plus 170. And to win the NFC, they were 19-1 to at DraftKings, down to 8-1. to this was the decision. Matt Metcalf, who is the sportsbook director here at Circus Sports, uh, tweeted this out yesterday when he said, we waited until we saw some money to show before we started to make some major adjustments. Sportsbooks rarely get info before sharp bettors, so when it comes to rumors, we think it's best to have some confirmation in the, the form of bets, uh, bets before we start to aggressively move that direction. Mm-hmm. That's what Metcalf said yesterday. And again, they were the one book that had them up pretty much the entire time. And now they went and moved their alt win totals from 7.5, 8.5, and 9.5 to 9, 10, and 11 here at Circa yesterday. Yep. And I think the key is here, when you're looking at this from the perspective of books pulling things off and what they adjusted, from Schefter's report, it sounded like this was true, that Rodgers was retiring. And thus, all the adjustments that Circa made to their numbers, uh, I, I think was accurate when you looked at in those couple of days, in those 24 hours, whatever you want to say, Vikings should have been the favorite just considering the fact that I think in those days, in that day, whatever you want to call it, Rodgers wasn't going to come back to the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. And so then, like you said, the Packers come to their senses a little too late. They concede. Now you get this deal in which Aaron Rodgers, uh, for the most part, is going to be able to choose his team after 2021 if he doesn't want to come back. I still think there's a universe in which he does come back to the Green Bay Packers if everything goes well this year. But for the most part, when you look at this, I, I think, and we'll talk to them about it when they come in, Circa deserves credit for not only keeping these up, but establishing no limits, right, and just taking bets on yep. whatever it is. I think that's the biggest important step to me because it, it would be easy to leave these up and go, and we're going to take 200 bucks, right? But that's not the case. No, you not, come not in, here. you play whatever, and we'll shape it as it comes along, and that's, that's a really big deal. Sure. Uh, by the way, for the fantasy audience out there, or for, like, you know, I like to tie it into, like, player prop, season-long stuff, I was going to make an offer in a dynasty league of Devontae Adams for C.D. Lamb mm-hmm. before the news yesterday. It was going to get rejected anyway, but I was going to make that offer. Do I still make it? 
thinking that this could be the last year for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and then that would mean either Adam stays in that's you know that city with yeah. that team, and then he plays with Jordan Love moving forward, or Adams will leave teams anyway. And I personally think C.D. Lamb is a complete stud. Yeah. And if Dak can stay healthy, I think that one-two combination for years is going to be absolutely sensational. Am I out of my mind for making that offer? I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. But right. if I went to the table with it, I understand the logic. I would say I absolutely understand the logic. Yeah. I think maybe is do you get screwed if uh, Devontae Adams ends up not. Right. If the deal falls through and he ends up getting traded next year to a legitimately good team where he's a number one piece, like, right, you play with that. You're, you're banking on him, for lack of a better term, rotting away in Green Bay with Jordan Love as his quarterback. I know. Like Aaron Rodgers is not the only good quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> right. He could go somewhere. Like, the, the, you know, there's been this stuff in the offseason on social media. Derek Carr, hey, I'd love to you know, play with you again out here with the Raiders or whatever. Like, Derek Carr gets killed a lot in the media. That kind of thing. He, he's. Totally fine. Absolutely he is, right? In, in the offseason, there was rumors that the Colts had offered a first-round pick. Totally. And Frank Reich, Yeah, for Derek Carr. Mm. In that system, right? Or, where, again, it's not one where he has to do much. And every, no, that would have been a yeah. dynamic fit. Like, I think, I think Devontae Adams out here in a Raiders uh, uniform <laughs> with the receivers they oh. have right now and Darren Waller at tight end? Well, and think, Are you kidding me? Think about what Devontae Adams is. If you look at a lot of the numbers behind him, right, in terms of, like, average depth of target and what he does after the catch, all of those things, that's a perfect fit. That's a really good match. Uh, that would be... That would be a scary. I mean, that that would make. Why well, here? I'm saying I'm using the word scary when, when they have Mahomes and Tyreek Hill in the NFC or the AFC West, right? Mm-hmm. But just that kind of an addition. That division. I mean, if, whatever the Broncos are going to do. And by the way, what do the you, Broncos do now? You imagine if both Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers go to the AFC West. <laughs> That's what it would look like. So what? What's the Broncos play after yesterday, though? Do they hold out uh, and just go to war with what they have right now in 2021? And do they say, we're going to go, okay, all of our chips center to the table next year for Aaron Rodgers because of what we learned yesterday? Do they still make a play for Deshaun Watson? Mm -hmm. Because we had the more news now with people going after Watson yesterday. Or is Watson completely off the table at this point? I would think, well, I think Watson's off the table for about a year or so, right? Because you just don't know what's going to happen. But talking with Michael Lombardi when I got to fill in over the weekend, it's kind of the same thing with the Green Bay Packers where, you know, if you're a team like the Texans, you should just wait because, one, you don't know what's going to happen with him. And if you trade him off and let's say for some reason he can play, the first-round picks you're getting back aren't going to be the same as the first-round picks, right? Sure. You know, you guys got to talk to him about that. But I think if you're Denver, look, you, you try to win as many games as possible because let's say they go 7-10 and 10 this year, right? Now, after the end of the year, almost said seven and nine. Almost, almost did. But let's say they go seven and ten this year. Now, all of a sudden, if you're the Denver Broncos, you're going in your pursuit for Aaron Rodgers. We were seven and ten with Drew Locke, bro, or Teddy Bridgewater. You imagine what you you would do if you were here, right? So I think you're just pushing to win some of these games and show that you're a legitimate team and you're just being held back by your quarterback because that makes you a more attractive destination. Here's what I would say, though, if you're the Broncos, and if you want to say, well, now we know Aaron's going to be available next year, you don't know that for sure. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if you're the team that's going to actually have the best offer for Green Bay, if that's how it's going to break down, right? I would still pick up the phone have a conversation with Houston, but this whole, again, if they really want three first-round picks, right? that's... And position value right, right. on top of that position. And, and by the way, and other picks. Mm-hmm. I, I could absolutely, I mean, two first-round picks for sure. Let's talk. What else do you want? Three first-round picks, other picks, and proven players for a guy whose status is up in the air right now seems to be pretty a pretty steep offer mm-hmm. to make. And in negotiating, you always ask for too much, right? And then you come back down because you're willing to take something a little bit less than what you're really asking for. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe that's part of the deal here for the Houston Texans. But I think you're right. Like at this point right now, if you're Denver, I, I, I don't know if I'm really if I'm picking up the phone. It's like first and a second and Mr. Tan, yeah, right? Because you just don't know what's going to happen. In terms of the guy that you're you're trying to go and acquire, the the talk I think it was two nights ago. Uh, Howard Eskin, I believe, who covers yep. the Eagles for WIP in Philadelphia, saying the Eagles are, like, I think ninety percent, or they are very serious to make a run at Watson. They would at that point, right? Like on the receiving end, Houston would get Jalen Hurts. You would think so. Or like he's going to be part of the package. Part of it with some first round pick. I mean, and that's the thing about waiting, right? So like, let's say in that example, if you're Philadelphia, you play through the season, and all of a sudden, let's say they suck. Let's say they're the second worst team in the in the NFC or in the NFL. I should put it that way. 
now your first round pick has a lot more value mm. than whatever the, the Dolphins or the Broncos sure. could potentially offer. And like that 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 changes everything if you're a Philadelphia Eagles type. Well, and I think that's why on the other end, it's better for the Houston Texans to wait because you get clarity on Deshaun Watson and you get clarity on the packages you're getting back in return for a guy like Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. That does make a lot of sense because the Texans should look at that and say, okay, Eagles, here you go. Here's what we want. We want Hurts. We want some other picks. Knowing that Watson probably can't play until like week eight, week nine. Mm-hmm. At the very earliest, if he plays at all this year, and to your point, then how great does that pick look that they're going to be getting back from Philadelphia this year and maybe beyond? Yep. And, I mean, I guess you risk because Philadelphia has mm-hmm. more than Jalen Hurts. Part of the risk is you go through this, Jalen Hurts stinks, and the Texans don't want him. Right, but he's a second round pick. He's not, you know, you're not really yeah, worth right. much in terms of your payroll. I'd still all those take things. him. I mean, I, if, right. I would. And even if you don't, there's still plenty for Philadelphia to offer outside mm-hmm. of Hurts for to potentially sure. land to Deshaun Watson sure. type, but that's part of the game that you're playing. So to go back to Green Bay and like the bets that were available yesterday, now the numbers have been adjusted, you know, severely. I would actually still say Circa, you know, you know, I'll check right now actually. Circa, as of last night, they were still offering the Packers plus two on the road in New Orleans mm-hmm. in week one. I grabbed Green Bay plus 136 money line here at Circa yesterday at the Saints when they were getting two and a half. But it, it dropped last night to, I think, plus 112. And Vinny Maiulo at the South Point yesterday, I think he was spot on. Uh, my guys in the desert weekdays, 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific right here on Vison. Vinny said, if Rodgers plays in that game, Green Bay will go off a, as a three-point favorite at least he said three and a half, potentially. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the Packers minus two and a half right now here at Circa. The, the Packers are now two and a half point favorites? Yep. So it did flip. Yes, it did. It completely flipped then. Yep. Last night when I went to bed, it was still two. The, yeah, Do they have a money line on the game? Uh, oh, just oh sorry. Yep. Yeah. No, uh, but I think because the Saints thing is fascinating too. When it's Thomas, clearly there was something with the Thomas injury that was miscommunicated. Oh, okay, yeah, right? like, <laughs> yes. Like if you don't address your tight end or wide receiver situation, and all of a sudden the guy's going to be out potentially for four months after getting procedure in July, like something went wrong in terms of the communication of what you thought was going to happen there. Uh, but yeah, like that's this could be the potential for a really rough start there for the New Orleans Saints. Plus one twenty-two for the Saints, minus one forty for the Packers. Okay. Money line right. total fifty and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that Thomas news. That I mean, look, I'm weird. Yeah. Uh, that, by the way, there was a viewer. I'll get that in the last hour. Yeah. Mike Evans, he found yesterday at a sports book in Mississippi. That's weird. Very Right in proximity there. Yeah. Not that far away from New Orleans anyway. He had Mike Evans plus 140 versus Michael Thomas in a season-long yardage prop. Uh, Derek Stevens, Mike Palman Studio next. Was a conversation had between Derek and Matt Metcalf regarding the Packers numbers? I'll ask him coming up next. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.